are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. Um, if you're looking for rookie breakdowns, unfortunately, your hopes have been dashed by our director of operations, Bob Van Duzer. He has decided that it's more important to talk free agency frenzy. So um, if you don't like that, or if you do like that, at Bob Van underscore on Twitter, his DMs are always open and he loves all types of input good or bad. He's a jolly fellow. So um, he would definitely love to hear from you, our fans. Make sure you blow up that inbox. And when you do, screenshot it and tag the Dynasty Rewind Show account on Twitter. We would love to share that with everybody. Uh, But joining me, like always, we got Nate, we got Chev, and we have Phil down there in the bottom left-hand corner because everybody puts pork in the corner. So hopefully everybody is doing good tonight. Uh, So again, we're going to be talking about some free agency Winners and losers, and how this just affects everything in the dynasty format. You know, the best format, or maybe it's C to C. I don't know. We're going to be the C to C rewind pretty soon. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's start with this one. We all have to touch on this one because Bob highlighted that Deshaun Watson has been traded to the Cleveland Browns. I am not going to go over the contract details because I start looking at stuff like that. I don't know about you guys. I get lost real quick. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Not a general manager, but that's um, pretty easy though. All guaranteed. What? How much is it again? Like five hundred some million dollars? No, two thirty. Two thirty, two forty. One of those, something like There's that. There's a five yeah. in there. It's for 40, forty-six million a year. It was five years. That's where I got the five from. Yeah. Okay, got it. Five years, a lot of money. Um, so let's see. Amari Cooper has also been uh, traded to the Cleveland Browns. I don't know if that's on the sheet later or not. It's not a spoiler. Um, so, I mean, we got some good stuff going on in Cleveland. Have they been living under a rock? I don't think any of these are spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler for later in the show, Nate. If, if um, you're getting your news this late, I mean, I appreciate that you listen to us and don't listen to other people, but, like, you should probably listen to something. You maybe got fleeced in a few trades recently as well. Seriously. <laughs> 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 uh, but I'll tell you what, just for the sake of this show, we're just going to keep this completely football focused and not touch on anything else that Sean Watson may or may not have going on outside. Um, we'll just let the legal system play itself out or the civil system, however it devolves into it. And we'll just talk about his impact on football field and your fantasy team for right now. So let's talk about guys like Amari Cooper. What's he going to look like there? David Njoku, uh, Harrison Bryant, uh, Nate's a big fan. And uh, we know that uh, Chev's all full on Chubb all the time. So how is how is he going to impact these guys? What what do you guys think, Chev? You know, I think of these guys. Nick Chubb is probably the most high profile player. So let's start with you. What are your thoughts? How's that going to impact Nick Chubb? Yeah, I think it helps set up a lot of things for Nick Chubb. It allows him to have a passing game around him that is going to be probably super effective moving forward, especially with, like play action and whatnot. So. I think Nick Chubb definitely benefits from this. I'm not exactly sure this is going to be a full-on passing team, though. We've seen this team be full run most of the years. So, oh, Nick Chubb's in the trade block. Oh, baby. 
Apparently, you team. have Nick Chubb on the trade block in our Dynasty Rewind League. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. I'm, I'm sad. That's my fault. That's my fault. But Nick Chubb, <laughs> he, I just real quick, oh, was he on there before? And then you just might have forgotten about it because I, I get it. We all fall off a little bit. The league rolled over, so it means he had to put him on the block. I, I, I must have thrown him back so. on. So oh, I mean, okay. Hey, Nick Chubb, I'm sorry. Don't listen to this <laughs> podcast. Don't. Maybe your mom can invite me to Thanksgiving, like Brees Hall invited Ray GQ. There we'll you go. see. But I think Nick Chubb is going to be completely fine. This team has been a run-first team, it seems like, for the longest time. And I think this just elevates his game a little bit more, having that quarterback that can throw it better down the field and maybe be a little bit more, more precise. And I think it allows her to maybe have more screens coming up soon, too. We'll see what happens with Kareem Hunt. But I'm, I'm excited for Nick Chubb. Maybe I'll take him off the trade block. I do <laughs> want to just touch on one thing real quick. It's really cool that Ray, and I love Ray. We're all friends right here. He got invited to Brees Hall's mom's house. Um, I only get invited to my in-laws house on Thanksgiving, which is kind of a ripoff. But if Kenny Pickett would get drafted by the Eagles, I should be invited to his mom's house for Thanksgiving because I'm doing the legwork here and making that happen. Um, so, Nate, let's talk about the tight end impact here. I mean, you could talk about either both David and Joku, Harrison Bryant. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, I was really surprised, number one, that they franchise tagged Najoku because they never use him. Mm-hmm. No. So, yeah. seems weird. Well, Austin Hooper was but released. They, they got rid of Austin Hooper, which, I mean, I was trying to say when he was a free agent that no one needed to sign him to big numbers because he was purely, purely a product of that system down in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, they should have known that this entire time. And, hey, I'm a huge Harrison Bryant fan, so I was hoping that – Hooper was going to go, Joku was going to go, and Harrison Bryant could step in as number one. But, you know, that Stefanski offense does use two tight ends pretty often. I'm very interested to see how Deshaun Watson fits in that system. Uh, we haven't seen Stefanski have a quarterback like Watson. But as to the fantasy impact for the tight ends, obviously everyone's going to be excited. It's going to be like, wow, they got a great quarterback now. But if you look at his Watson's experience in – Houston, he didn't really throw a ton to the tight ends. He's not he's not a guy that this is what we see often with running, running mobile quarterbacks. They don't check down to the running back very often. And they don't check down to the tight end very often because they can run. So, you know, you can throw 10 yards to your tight end and you know he'll get 12, or you can run the ball and you might get six or eight, but you also might get 20, you know. So and then when you try to split it up between Bryant and Najoku, I don't think that either one of those guys are going to live up to their uh, the hype. You know, I don't think they're really being overhyped at the moment. But even still, I, I think there's going to be a pretty even split between the two of them because I think Bryant's pretty good. Um, and unless they start using Najoku completely different than they have, I don't think he's going to be as fantasy relevant as we all hope because he's super athletic. He could be great for fantasy football. But I have yet to see them use, you know, Joku ideally. So uh, that franchise tag doesn't make sense for me. But I'm really not too high on those guys um, just because I don't think it fits Watson's game, even with Stefanski's system. Nita, I love you and I respect you. But I do want to just make one point. Um, You say that mobile quarterbacks and tight ends, I mean, we we do have to make the case for Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, Jalen Hurts and Dallas Goddard. So there's definitely – I think it might just depend – on the, what name a notable tight end? Those are, I, I would say that those guys, I mean, they don't have a ton of receivers. So 
when your tight end is your best receiver. Yeah, but let's also look at who was Deshaun Watson's best tight end in Houston. I mean, to be fair, he didn't have any, you know, too much great stuff to work with down there. We, but we could I, see it. I, I think a lot of tight end is just uh, schematic, and unless you have a total all star at the position, but I think otherwise, a lot of tight end volume is schematic. And while we've seen, you know, tight ends be fancy relevance to fancy system. It's more because of touchdowns, like Kyle Rudolph, just because he had a bunch of touchdowns and less because of overall volume. And then when you add in the fact that Stefanski runs a ton of two tight end sets, you know, you're going to have to split that volume up between two tight ends. I just don't think it's a winning formula for fantasy football. All right. So you're still, you're okay with stashing Harrison Bryant for a little bit. See if Njoku moves on. I mean, luckily I don't have to pay for Harrison Bryant. I've just had this entire time. So Mm -hmm. I probably will try to sell a couple shares now that he's uh, a little bit more fancy relevant for a lot of people. All right, so Harrison Bryant, no longer a taxi squash for um, – by the way, taxi squash is a new term that I um, inherently – I did not mean to invent, but I did. I tried to say taxi squad stash, and I got taxi squash out of it. So that was from a mock draft we did so on our YouTube channel. I'm going to go ahead and let Bob put the link down below in the description. Thanks, Bob. We appreciate you. Um, so we also want to talk it's gonna, about it's, it's actually going to pop up right here. Bob is going to make it pop up right here. You can click on the <laughs> More work for Bob and Sean. I love what I'm hearing right now. Um, you know, I think Amari Cooper is going to be fine with Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson personally. And if you if you were able to acquire him before this, I'm I'm perfectly fine with Amari Cooper Deshaun Watson connection. Phil, I want to know: Are you concerned at all? with Watson after a year off, you worried about rust, a new system, you know, obviously probably going to be getting some flack from outside the field and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Are you concerned about any of that? Um, I'll be, I will be slightly concerned about a little bit of rust. I mean, he hasn't been playing for a whole year for obvious reasons. And then you don't know what type of suspension they're going to give him on top of that. So I don't know if he's going to get four, four games or eight games or whatnot, but I mean, the guy is a supreme talent. I mean, I, I don't think I have anything to worry about when he gets back. Um, but like you said, it's going to be a run first offense. So it's going to be more of them easing him back in. And, and you know, and you, you already have Kareem Hunt, you have Nick Chubb, <clears throat> and you have um, an all-pro type of player and Amari Cooper. So I think, you know, once they ease him into the offense, I think it shouldn't be any problems with them, to be honest with you. Um I don't think he's going to be a type of person that's going to have to deal too much with the outside noise because he's already been dealing with it for the past year and a half now. So, you know, once, once he gets on the field, he'll probably black block all that stuff out and he'll be, I think he'll be pretty good when he comes back. So I don't think there's anything to worry about. Um, so, you know, I would, I would still consider, I mean, I don't know if you can buy him now because his price is way too high, but, you know, when we was telling you to get Deshaun Watson last year, because he's probably going to be back at any time, you know, just forgetting about his prior issues, you you probably got him for a super cheap, especially in some drafts last year like I did. Right, let's just go into this. Let's do like a real quick lightning round on it. Pork, we'll start with you. I want you to give me if you would buy or sell and what is the price you are willing to either pay or, or you know, receive – to do whatever you want to do. Go. Lightning round. Go. Port. For Deshaun Watson, I'm willing to give up a first. And uh yeah, that's fine. Me too. First. <laughs> and buy. Right. You're willing to give up a first. <laughs> Jeff, how about you? Buying, 
What are you giving up? I don't think you can buy him, man. I think you're going to have to give up the freaking world to get him. So, I mean, now might be the time to sell. I mean, I'm probably just hanging on. If you already got him, you're probably just hanging on, waiting for the ride. Like we said, Deshaun Watson's going to be a top five guy when he's in the league. And that's just what it is what it is. Okay. And Nate, you were on buying for first as well. Well, I'm actually I'm actually gonna sell Watson if I have him. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, I mean I if I can get him for a first, sure I'd buy him. I think it's pretty cheap, just one yeah. first. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna use the hype to buy a quarterback who is maybe not getting the hype right now, and that would be Dak Prescott. I would absolutely flip Deshaun Watson for Dak Prescott right now. Um I just think that the Browns offense, you know, as good as Watson is, I don't think the Browns offense is going to be as good for fantasy football as the Houston Texans offense where Watson was one man offense. Uh, He didn't have Nick Chubb in the backfield back then. So I think Watson's Mm -hmm. still going to be efficient and good, but uh, maybe lacks the ceiling that someone like Dak Prescott or Lamar Jackson um, would have. Mm -hmm. And also try to move Watson for, you know, Fields Plus or Trey Trey Lance Plus. You know, I'm trying to uh, just kind of diversify there. Yeah, uh, I'm in the same boat. If I have him anywhere, which I actually don't know if I do or not, to be honest with you, at this point, I probably would have already sold him because I don't like having the unknown players, which he was last year. Uh, but mm-hmm. I'm more than happy to sell for young quarterback prospect. Um, probably not any of these rookies, but a guy with at least a year or two under his belt. Uh, plus, you know, maybe another running back to fill a hole, wide receiver. Uh, I'd even, if it was like a young quarterback, like if somebody offered me, if I had Watson, you know, I'll just piggyback off what you said, Justin Fields and like the one eleven, I'd be happy with that. You know what I mean? Cause I, I do really still like Justin Fields mm-hmm. injury plague last year, uh, it shared a building with Matt Nagy. So the problems were there for, from day one. So, uh, but let's move off of Deshaun Watson and on to some other things. So Nate. We're going to talk about some some guys that you like. Apparently, the Jaguars signed Evan Ingram, <laughs> Christian Kirk to a ton of money, and Zay Jones. Talk to me here. I mean, what's the impact on a guy like Trevor Lawrence, the running game? Is Dan Arnold dead? And then I guess you want to talk a little bit about probably LaVisca Chenault. Yeah, you know I like the Jaguars' offense. Now, last year they were very disappointing. Uh, it's hard to create a good offense or even a good team with Urban Meyer as your coach. Apparently doesn't even know who Aaron Donald is. I mean, he set the bar really low to be a head coach in the NFL. So it makes me believe I have a chance one day, even though I have zero coaching experience. Um, <laughs> but as, as far as this offense goes, the, the, you know, as far as Trevor Lawrence goes, losing Urban Meyer is automatic plus, but then they go out and sign all these weapons, right? I'm looking at all these free agent signings and people are going to get excited. You know, there's lots of money being thrown around, but it kind of feels like the New England Patriots offseason last year where they got Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar and they threw a whole bunch of money around. They got a couple more tight ends than the Jaguars got, but money does not equal talent. And Zay Jones, I don't understand the signing, especially for how much money. I understand why, you know, Zay Jones has shown some flashes of being a good wide receiver, but he is nothing but inconsistent and uh, you can blame the Raiders offense maybe slightly for that, but they needed someone to step up and he never did. Um, Evan Ingram change of scenery being in the swamp down there. It's not going to make him catch any better. So uh, I, I'd be selling Evan Ingram as I, if I could, I think it's going to be decent. Um, you know, if, if people are really low on him and you can get him for like a late second or something like that. And you know, tight end premium league, I'm, I'm 
probably going to buy him at that point because I think he's going to have a good bit of volume. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to like throwing the ball to Evan Ingram, and he's going to get open. He's going to catch, you know, 50% of his passes, but he'll be open. Um, So Dan Arnold, never was a fan of Dan Arnold. So this just confirms last nail in the coffin. Evan Ingram's the guy there. But the one thing I'm actually excited about with this Jags offseason is Christian Kirk. I actually really like Christian Kirk in this setting. I think he's going to be the wide receiver one on that team. I think he's going to lead the team in targets. I think he's going to lead the team in reception yards um, and receptions. He's going to be a guy that can play inside, outside. He actually is comped to Stefan Diggs on player profile. They're very similarly athletic. And Christian Kirk is one of the better route runners in the NFL. I don't think Arizona Cardinals used him the way he should have been used. He was used mostly as like a deep threat with the Cardinals. But if if you watch Christian Kirk, he's a really good route runner. He can do a lot of stuff underneath in the intermediate area. And he just wasn't used that way with the Cardinals. So I'd like to see him go to the Jaguars and do those things where he, he leads and becomes one of the main outlets for that offense. I think he can be very productive. I think he can be very efficient. I think it's a guy that is a great buy low right now. I'm looking on keep trade cut and who is above Christian Kirk. And I would sell a lot of the guys, these guys straight up for Christian Kirk. I'm talking about Juju Smith Schuster. I know he just got with the chiefs and I might be spoiling that, but it's the chiefs. If you're not Kelsey and you're not Tyreek Hill, you're not going to be that incredible. I'd also be selling Hunter Renfro. He's got, he's got to deal with, Darren Waller and Devonte Adams now taking all the targets and Hunter Renfro was only really good for fantasy football. Once Darren Waller was out, I would also be selling um, Kadarius Tony for Christian Kirk. I, I was never a huge believer in Kadarius Tony and he's rated above Christian Kirk. You know, I think he's 25 years old. He's still got a bunch of time on his contract now. And Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback. I, I'm all about Christian Kirk. I'm going to have to buy some Christian Kirk in, in my dynasty leagues, but I just want to let you guys know that you should too. You should uh, too. The only thing I want to add there is uh, I, out of all of those, I love the Evan Ingram signing the most. And I'm all about taking a shot on a guy like Ingram, who's always been banged up and had to play with Daniel Jones. Um, you know, young quarterback that's better than Daniel Jones in a Doug Peterson offense, you know, with that tight end. Yeah. Okay. Sign me up for a year of Evan Ingram. Although every time I've drafted Evan Ingram, it has ended disastrously for me. So, no, Sean, now you move me over into the main box when I'm done talking. See how it is. <laughs> it's a lot of Taco Tuesday, Sean. Let's move on. Um, Chev, James Conner receives a three-year extension in Arizona along with tight end Zach Ertz. Do you think James Conner is a running back one this year? Do they add anybody else? Do you think Zach Ertz can be a tight end one. What do you think? Yeah, I think these guys can both be a number one at their position. Not the number one, but a number one at their position. I mean, they proved it last year with Ertz coming over. He he came in and, he, I mean, they just peppered him with targets. Obviously, Hopkins went down, but I think you saw exactly what the Cardinals want to do with Zach Ertz. They want to exploit him over the middle and be that safety blanket for Kyler Murray. So, yeah, I think definitely Zach Ertz still has a couple more years left, especially with that connection with Kyler Murray and in that offense. I think he's definitely going to do some damage this season. And I can probably see him comfortably being a tight end seven, somewhere around that area for sure the next two years. And I think this is the best case scenario for both of these guys. And I think it's the best case scenario for the Cardinals as well as they didn't have a whole lot of money to spend 
They got the guys that I think made the most impact for their team. Now, if they bring back A.J. Green, it's going to be absolute war with a lot of fans. I know that here in Arizona. But James Conner, man, he was the he was the soul of that team, it seemed like. Whenever the Cardinals needed a big play, there's James Carter or James Conner making a big catch down the middle, one-handed, and scoring a touchdown off a screen or running in a touchdown from five yards. I mean, that's what this offense needed, and that's what James Conner provided. And I think this is best-case scenario for the team and also these players in fantasy as – it's a high passing offense. It's a high tempo offense. And I think these players are going to produce well again next season, especially uh, Zach Ertz, in my opinion. I think he's going to be a steal in a lot of drafts this season with a lot of people not remembering maybe how good he is or maybe thinking he's way too old. I think he's a good little buy low because that seems like nobody's really talking about him too much. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one thing that's not on here, but I wanted to ask, any news on Kyler Murray? I know he like scrubbed his Instagram of anything Cardinals related. Any anything? Yeah. So Kyler has his pictures back. Um, he archived them. It looked like, and he brought them all back. Not saying that means very much, but if I had to imagine, he's ready to come back play this season. I haven't heard of any contract negotiations or anything like that going on. Sounds like a stalemate. I'm sure they're still trying to get a couple of free agent pieces, uh, maybe some O line help. But I have not heard of any contract real movement in the last few weeks or so. Okay. All right. Perfect. Um, so let's move on. This was probably it's one of the most surprising ones here. Devontae Adams was traded to the Raiders. Pork, I want your thoughts on Devontae Adams. I didn't see this one coming. I don't know if any, maybe Bob did, you know, <laughs> but probably Bob. Bob. Um, I mean, what, what are your thoughts? What, how does he impact the offense as a whole? Some of the other skill players, you know, one of the guys that I'm worried about the most, we've been, We've been getting promised of a Brian Edwards breakout for how long now? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, thumbs down. Yeah. If you're if you're That's listening, you can't see Pork just did a thumbs down. That's what it seems like it's looking like. You know, I mean, uh, what do, what do you think about this? What do you think this does to the Packers' offense as well? Tell me what you think. Pork. Well, I I think this is something we honestly should have been looking for to be honest with you, because they played together in college. And about a year or two ago, they said something and said they would love to play together. And I feel as though Devontae Adams felt like he was respected. He should have got this money last year or maybe even a year before. And then they just waited until the Raiders offered that same amount of money. They said, well, we'll give you this money. He was like, well, I don't want to be here anymore. So I think the Packers pretty much did this to themselves. But for the Raiders – on the Raiders' perspective, this gives Derek Carr, I think this should just make him an automatic QB1. It actually puts some respect on this guy's name. Um, he's actually been playing really well. Uh, I think he passed for 4,800 yards last year with what Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller and finally integrating Josh Jacobs into that offense. So, you know, putting Devontae Adams in there with a Hunter Renfro and Brian Edwards, if he does anything, it, it really – stocks are going all the way up for this guy um but you know like nate said i think the the renfro with that i think his stocks go down just a slight bit because you know he really didn't have much to throw to which is him and zay jones and uh, darren waller but you know waller kept going in and out of the lineup due to injury um so for Devontae adams with their car i think in college they i think they got like the highest combination of yards and touchdowns and college football history so i mean i don't think that chemistry is ever going to go away 
And seeing that they're best friends, I feel as though he's going to just continue just to pepper this guy with targets. Um, we saw what he he saw what he did with Aaron Rodgers, but it's starting to show. Like if you just look at film on Devontae Adams, this guy's getting open, and, and Rodgers had no choice but to throw him the ball. So when he's going with Derek Carr, I, I'm going to love that a lot. Now for the Packers' perspective, I think it's really going to hurt that whole offense because. As of right now, March 22nd, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they don't have anybody. All they have is Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and Alan Lazard. And, and I'm not worried about Cobb. Cobb should be. He's, he's going to be. He's, well, he's still be there, but he's still not. He's not the Cobb he was back in the day. He's not so the corner of the that, Cobb. That, not it. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> so that right now, they, they have to get a guy, and Devontae Adams – was it was it was Adams Jones and unfortunately last year it was Dylan. It was just them three, and they pushed that offense towards what they need to be to how far they've gotten. So I mean, it's it's a it's a, it's going to be a big issue. Um, so right now I think the person to honestly get on the Packers perspective just because Devontae is gone is that Alan Lazard because he has that. He, he's a big body. Um, he has a rapport with Aaron Rodgers. Um, you kind of kind of see that from time to time. But the only problem is inconsistent, maybe because Devontae was still there. But if it's just Lazard and they get a rookie receiver, maybe they get a Julio. But And then again, Julio is always out. So I think he's going to just continue to uh, pepper Lazard with some targets and continue to run the ball. But, I mean – it's it's almost impossible. You I don't think you, you there's no way you can acquire Devontae Adams at this point. I think this is gonna cost way too much. And uh but if you have him on your team, I think your your stocks are going your team has looking real a lot a lot better now. Well not a lot better now, but it's looking just as good as you have with Rogers that now that you have uh, Derek Carr. See, I think it would be easier to acquire him in my opinion. I mean that connection that he had with Aaron Rodgers the amount of times they threw to him as well. I don't know if they can replicate that in Las Vegas, the same kind of connection. I know they played together, but that connection with Rodgers was insane. That's going to be really hard to replicate, especially in that division this upcoming year. They may have to throw a ball a lot, but Derek, <laughs> yeah, Derek but, Carr might be in his back a lot too. Yeah, but I think it's going to be the same type of thing because who else does he have to throw the ball to other than the Waller? And, and it's, it's just going to be – I think it's going to be like the same type of offense. I think they're probably just going to just integrate what they were doing with Green Bay. We're going to do what works best for you because we paid you this money, so we're going to pep you with these freaking targets. So I think I think it's going to be he's going to have the same type of production he had with with uh, Aaron than he did with Derek, just because they are best friends and they do have that that same sort of chemistry um, on the field as well as off the field. If I'm correct, I do believe the Packers did resign Robert Tunyon. Yes, they do. Yeah, they should also trade for Jalen Rager because I, I want to see Bob Tilt. That would just be. <laughs> could you imagine? I'm pretty sure they won't. Yeah, I would give you a seventh. That's all one is a seventh. <laughs> we'll give you okay. Rager for free. Yeah, Howie's great in the in the the late rounds, man. So I'll take a seventh for Jalen Rager right now. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna just do a quick commercial break, but before we do, got a little testimonial here from one of our patrons. Just want to share with you. Few weeks back, I decided to join the Dynasty Round Patreon after watching a ton of YouTube videos the guys put out. Big shout out to Bob for our, 
our his work on our YouTube channel. I knew I was learning dynasty strategies just from the videos, but I felt I wanted more. I was missing out on something. I've only been into fantasy football for the last year or so, but when I became a Dynasty Rewind Patreon, my fantasy football love grew. I enjoy all the extras that come with being part of the Patreon, rankings, strategies, videos, and extra podcasts. But the best part for me is the chats. I have full access to the whole Dynasty Rewind cast. Bob, Nate, Mike, Dan, Pork, Zach, and even the guys you don't see or hear on the podcast, Sean, Anthony, and more, you've all made me feel welcome. I remember my first message. I'm new to Dynasty, so I may have some dumb questions. Porkman responded about a minute. No such thing as a dumb question. See, this has got to be a typo because I guarantee Porkman said bro after that. And the whole group is that way. I probably do. I just want to thank each and every one of you for the hard work you all put into this. You've absolutely made my fantasy football life great. Keep up the great work. And that is from our pal Gator. Gator is one of our newest patrons, but he's an awesome dude. Um, so love having him there. Hope to see you here. I'm sorry, there soon as well. But until then, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Do you still want And you will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Deposit 100, get 100 more to play with. Boom. The link is in the description. We'll see you there. Are you looking for a new way to play Dynasty? A way to go deeper than just drafting, trading, and setting lineups? If that's true, it's time to check out DynastyOwner.com. DynastyOwner.com is the new and improved way to play Dynasty Fantasy Football at its deepest level, featuring new challenges like managing a salary cap, navigating player contracts, as well as setting your lineups. Sure, rookies are a value now. What about in the future? Build your dynasty around the cap and make the tough decisions when the time comes. New leagues are now forming. It's time to own your dynasty at dynastyowner.com. Let them know the Dynasty Rewind sent you by using the code Rewind. The link will be in the description. Are you looking to support the Dynasty Rewind team and enjoy your favorite live event at a great price? It's time to check out our friends at SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the leading mobile-focused ticket platform that enables fans to buy and sell tickets for live events such as sports and concerts. They search all the big ticket sites for you, analyzing thousands of ticket listings, and present the results using SeatGeek's deal score system and rate the best deals all in one place. They utilize 3D maps to make finding the perfect seat easy for you. Creating an account takes seconds. When you use promo code DynastyRewind, you will get $20 off your first ticket purchase. Sign up today and enjoy a game tomorrow. And lastly, do you, my friends, want some Dynasty Rewind swag? Make sure you visit FeridianGlobal.com, the only official merchandise company of the Dynasty Rewind. Make sure you use the promo code REWINDER, all caps, at checkout for 10% off all Dynasty Rewind and Dynasty Rewind only merch. Again, don't forget, ViridianGlobal.com is the only place that you will find official Dynasty Rewind merchandise. Thanks again, everybody. Uh, oh, sorry. Still learning how to do that. My bad. Get it down so I don't have to read it every single week. So sorry if you missed some of that, but welcome back. Um, I forgot if I mute my mic, it doesn't play it. One stream here, get it together. And if we could also get some comments back from Twitter, that'd be great. I know you're working on it, but Congress works faster than StreamYard and Twitter does together. So, you know, let's get something going here a little bit. So, uh, we move on. Mitchell Trubisky, we got a new quarterback threat in the AFC North, and I can see Nate Christian is shaking in his in his 
pants over there. So Mitch Trubisky signs with the Steelers. What? So you can see my pants. pants. He might not have you pants learn. on. Yeah, you don't know. That's how hard he was shaking because Mitch Trubisky is now a Steelers. So is he the guy in 2022? Are you acquiring him in a super flex or one quarterback league? And if so, how does he impact Najee, Deontay, Claypool, Pat Frymuth? Well, Mitch Trubisky, I do like. And he is unfortunately the worst quarterback in the division now that Deshaun Watson's there. Though I would have had Baker over Mitch Trubisky, to be honest. Um, but I don't think this is like the end of the world for the Steelers offense. If we compare it to Big Ben, you know, who could throw the ball maybe 20, maybe 30 yards on a good day, Mitch Trubisky can throw the ball down the field. In 2020, you know, the last season when he had a full season playing, he actually, you know, was throwing the ball pretty deep. He was throwing – Oh, what's that? Sorry, 2019. Bob can edit that out. <clears throat> In the 2019 season, I'm Mr. not going to edit that out though for the audio. I'm just telling you. <laughs> In the 2019 season, Mitch Trubisky was throwing it really deep. That's the last time he played basically a full season. And in that season, he threw the 12th most deep ball attempts uh, in the 15 games he played. Uh, he he's willing to push the ball down the field, which I think is good for Chase Claypool. It's definitely an upgrade over Big Ben. And I think Mitch Trubisky, you know, he can have the rollout plays. He can extend the play. So I think Claypool is actually a big benefactor of this. I think Deontay is still going to produce, maybe not be peppered with targets the same way that Big Ben did. Obviously, we saw time and time again that Big Ben just zeroed in on Deontay just about every single play. I don't think Trubisky is going to do exactly that, but he's going to be in a better offense overall. The Bears' offense the past couple of years, basically ever since he was drafted, has not been great. And he's actually really good off of play action. And that's something that the Steelers are going to be off of him that is <laughs> going to be a lot more efficient than the Bears did. In 2020, Mitch Trubisky actually was a 71.4% percentage of completion on play action plays, which was fifth most in the NFL. And that was not a great season for Mitch Trubisky, but he was still really efficient off of play action. So I think, you know, with Najee Harris in the backfield and hopefully the Steelers continuing to improve that offensive line, he's not going to offer you quarterback one upside every week, but he's going to be a good quarterback too for your team. If you need a, you know, just need someone and the rest of your team's pretty stacked. I'm not sure if I'm going out there and acquiring him though in dynasty leagues, because I don't think Mr. Bissy's the long-term starter there. I think even if he does decently well, I think the Steelers are looking for a rookie quarterback. Apparently they love Malik Willis, but I don't think they can trade up. It doesn't seem like a Steelers move to trade up and get Willis because he's going he's gonna to go top five, top six now at this point. So uh, I, I wouldn't mind, you know, getting Trubisky. I'm sure you can get him pretty cheap. You know, if you can throw – if you really need a quarterback, um, you know, if, and you have a late second, you probably can get Mr. Trubisky for that. Uh, someone might be trying to hold out. But if the Steelers end up signing a rookie quarterback, Trubisky's still going to start most of the season. Uh, unless it's uh, like someone like Kenny Pickett, who's pretty pro-ready. But everyone else in this draft is not exactly a day-one starter. So I would say that Trubisky is still going to start most of the year. So if you just need to throw in quarterback two, quarterback three for your team, Trubisky's not a bad bet. It's going to offer you some rushing upside too. So I, I like it. I like it. Okay. Um, I actually think, you know, you're talking about Deontay Johnson. I feel like his targets are going to be more productive. 
than with Big Ben because I feel like everything that I saw, I don't watch a lot of Steelers games. I do live in Pennsylvania, but you know, for some reason, Steelers fans hate Eagles fans. Just Steelers fans, so you know, we don't really give a shit about you guys. You're Pennsylvania's other team, so we don't hate you. We kind of like nothing you. Uh, but every time I saw Deontay Johnson get targets from Big Ben, they were just all real short, mm-hmm. short intermediate targets. I feel like Deontay could stretch the field more, and Trubisky will be able to do that. And sorry, Steelers fans, also, um, Harry Roseman took Kenny Pickett out to dinner, and last time he did that with a quarterback prospect, he drafted him. So um, tough luck. So. We shall move on. Pork, you can shake your bald ass head all you want over there, but you know it's true. So, Chev, the Dolphins signed Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert. Um, so they signed 1.5 running backs, in my opinion, because uh, Raheem Mostert <laughs> just can't stay healthy. Um, I mean, is this the end for Miles Gaskin and Savannah Ahmed? Do you think they sign anybody else? What's your thoughts here on this one? For me personally, I think I want nothing to do with the Miami Dolphins running back situation. Maybe I'll take a stab on Chase Edmonds, but that might be it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think this might be the end for old Gaskin and Ahmed. I know, I mean, I know the 49ers used to run offense with three or four running backs, it seemed like, but I just don't feel like those guys are going to be fighting for, they'll probably fight for the running back three. I'm guessing they try to draft a running back somewhat in the draft or maybe grab somebody late, but I am, I'm not really trying to give part of this offense either. I think Chase Edmonds holds the most value, uh, but he's not the greatest. I mean, he's a good runner, but his body doesn't bode well running through the middle and banging around with those big guys. We've seen him get injured a little bit recently, but Raheem Moser is a guy he's only played in nine games the last two seasons. So this is not a, a running back group that I'm really probably targeting. Sure, that to, number seems higher than I thought it would for Raheem Mostert, by the way. It could be, Sean. Fact check me here. But I, Chase Edmonds is a guy that catches balls out of the backfield a lot, so I will give it to him. I think he would be the guy I'd want to own, especially with two at the quarterback. Maybe you just like to drop it down a little bit more. But, yeah, I'm not really trying to acquire any of these pieces especially with the injuries from Mostert. I know he's a, he's a decent back when he's playing. I mean, he had that good playoff run, it seemed like it was two years ago, but he just cannot stay healthy. So I'm probably staying away. Um, maybe they'll draft somebody. I don't know where they would possibly draft. It seems like they might just be okay with these guys, but I feel like they could be in the running for one of those top running backs as well. If they bring in a rookie running back, are you even more out? Because, you know, it's one of those things a lot of times people ask us, um, this guy or that guy, and you just really don't know. So I just kind of say neither. Yeah. Just find somebody else. It might be a yeah. better solution elsewhere. So Then it gets real murky. Then you definitely want none of these two, for sure. Yeah. I feel like if they do draft somebody, it'll be a late pick that you might mm-hmm. uh, taxi squash a little bit. So Squash them up. Who knows? Um, Sean is trying to figure out how many games Raheem Mostert played the last two years. So... Nine games. All right. So, Chev, you were right. You nailed it. Um, yeah, I do study sometimes for these podcasts. You do. I love it. So, let's move on to what could be our last one here. And, Pork, dude, I'm sorry. I know you love Van Jefferson. You know, we love the story. Best route runner in the class. Won the Super Bowl. <laughs> had a, a baby that same – was wife had a baby that same night. It's beautiful, man. But unfortunately, Allen Robinson did sign with the Rams. 
What do you think this impact or how do you think this impacts the Rams offense? And, you know, feel free to take the next 45 minutes to talk about how it affects Van Jefferson <laughs> as well. Well, I mean, when it first started, I was actually a little upset until uh, they traded Robert Woods to the Titans. So I was like, well, he's going to have the same type of uh, same type of role already. So nothing really changes with him. But with Allen Robinson going there, he thank God he finally has a good quarterback throwing him the ball. I mean, he's had Blake Bortles, and he's had the bevy of Chicago Bears quarterbacks throwing him the ball. And, this, you know, it's just been – it's been, you know, an Screw issue you. for his whole career, but he still has produced. I mean, last year he just seemed like he was checked out, so he he, he wasn't running routes the right way. He just he was just ready to get out of there. He was just playing his contract out. But with him going to L.A., McVeigh whipping him in shape, and I think with that offense, it's going to be he's going to go off again. I mean, especially he's with Cooper Cup. They're going to have to double Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup just gets open constantly. So Allen Robinson is going to be dealing one-on-one coverage and a bomb offense with uh, Akers and Higby and the aforementioned uh, Van Jefferson as well. Um, so I think the to the moon, Allen Robinson, I know people were, were um, selling him really low after what was going on and we're continuing to say bye 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 he's finally he's not going to choose to go to a bad quarterback again so i'm glad he's going with the rams it impacts the offense immensely and uh i think they have a a shot to go go for it again to to try to win another chip um you know i think this also shows that they're not going to resign obj unfortunately he had that that knee injury in the super bowl um, I think they probably wouldn't have signed him if he didn't get hurt in that Super Bowl. So this is, you know, pretty good for Allen Robinson, you know, just fitting into, you know, where they're, where the offense is a Super Bowl style offense and with the Matthew Stafford that's going to give him the, give him the rock really good. I do want to say also talk about OBJ, please do not send me a trade offer that includes OBJ, Adam Thielen and a third round pick for the one, one. I earned that one one, and uh, <laughs> I'd rather just make the pick. Hey, Mike, how many one ones do you have? You I think just one. that, uh, just two, just oh, two. Okay. A lot of one twos and a lot of one threes, though. So I won't mention the name of the person that did that, but I know you listen and you know who you are. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> it was not you. You're terrible at trade with. Um, for real. <laughs> Yeah, for for real, for real. Nate's first actually really all, good to trade with. First of all, Nate, Nate and I, our that trades is untrue. Take, no, our trades take like a month to get done, but they get done. When they get done, they do. No, Nate, I took me a whole year to trade him Mark Andrews last year because he did not want to give up anything. And so we, we finally made it work. Fun fact: Gator was asking me for advice on a trade with Nate. And he's like, he countered with this. And I was like, of course he wants Jalen Tolbert in there. What did you expect? <laughs> um, so that's going to, for the most part, wrap up. I'm just going to go over a few things real quick here. Uh, Mike Williams receives a three-year extension with the Los Angeles Chargers. Still weird to say that. Should be the San Diego Chargers. Just like the Rams should still be in St. Louis. Stop doing your your city's dirty NFL teams. Come on now. Uh, the Jets signed Tyler Conklin and C.J. Uzoma. Therefore, killing all my Kenny Yeboah shares. Kenny I think I have him in every league I'm in. 
Uh, Russell Wilson has been traded to Denver. Noah Fant goes to Seattle, as does Drew Locke. DJ Chark signs with Detroit on a one-year deal, um, so everyone can stop spazzing out about Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, we should all be talking about Quintez Cephas. As we mentioned earlier, Amari Cooper was traded to the Browns. Uh, Washington acquires Carson Wentz via trade with the Colts. They re-signed J.D. McKissick. Uh, by the way, don't panic about uh, Terry McLaurin. Carson Wentz usually sol- he can support one wide receiver and one tight end. That will be like low-end wide receiver one, tight end one. So whoever the starting tight end is in Washington, I would go grab him. Chris Godwin receives a three-year contract extension. Uh, Leonard Fournette also signed a three-year contract extension today. And Tom Brady, hey, surprise, he unretired as well. Calvin Ridley has been suspended through the 2022 season. And as we mentioned before as well, the Browns traded, I'm sorry, tagged David Njoku, released Austin Hooper. And the Buffalo Bills signed O.J. Howard, so Pork is upset because of all his Dawson Knox shares. And Damian Williams signs a one-year deal in Atlanta. So Atlanta's running back core, almost as ugly as Miami's. You got Damian Williams, Mike Davis, and Corderell Patterson, but not Matt Ryan because he's now in Indianapolis. And Jamison Crowder signed with the Bills, I believe. Yes, Jameson Crowder did sign with the Bills. Thank you, Philip. I did not see that on the sheet. <clears throat> Juju signed with the Chiefs. On the sheet. And Juju yep. signed with the Chiefs. That was also not on the sheet. <clears throat> I already mentioned it, though. So Bob. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't me. So very good. Pringle, Pringle to the Bears. Did he go to the Bears? <laughs> Marcus Robinson to the Raiders. <laughs> yes. Look at this. All this stuff that you're missing out on. Our director of operations is not operating correctly, Robert. And uh, oh, also huge signing Zach Pascal to the Philadelphia Eagles. So <laughs> I know you love that. I saw, I saw, it's, it's look that is a good NFL move. I don't. Oh, it I'm is. Gonna, if I had no, every time here, I think of Zach Pascal, I think about you, Mike, because I know you always talk about Zach Pascal throughout the season. The last couple of years, he's been a solid fantasy pickup, a uh, waiver wire guy when you need a fill in. So Hay- mm-hmm. Hayden Hurst to the Bengals. Oh yes, Hayden Hurst to the Bengals. Love that move. Huge upgrade over CJ Ozoma. Um, tell me I'm Mariota. an idiot in the comments. You guys are all really good at that. Oh, I appreciate yeah. it. So, um, but that, Mariota. I'm sorry, what was that name? Mariota. Going to get you some fantasy points right there. Mariota yeah. to the Falcons. So perfect. Duke. Matt Ryan. Johnson to the Bills. All right. Now we're scraping the bottom. Set to the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say Matt Ryan, Nate? You what named about, all these freaking scrubs. You already said Matt Ryan. I'm just giving you other stuff. Parkman, how do you feel about Gerald Everett going to the Chargers? I actually really like that a lot, to be honest with you. When he fits into that offense, gives him another weapon, and hopefully he can play this year. I was high on him last year, but he had COVID last year, so it kind of messed up my uh, my plans. But Tight end one last year, you said he would I be? I said that, yes. He got sick, Mike. Shoot, COVID. Sick. All right, tight end and one. Then, uh, last but not least, a guy that I was stashing on a couple of my teams, James Washington to the Cowboys. I think he's going to be a pretty mm-hmm. solid pickup for them. He be the wide receiver three, but we know that in that offense, the wide receiver three can be fantasy relevant. So if you can get James Washington as a throw-in on a trade in a deep league, I think it's be worth it. All right, perfect. So that wraps up our free agency fallout. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. For Nate, Chev, Pork, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Until next time, everybody, be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for listening. Take me out of here, Sean. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, be kind. Please rewind.